The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And boy, don't you know how the Jet fan feels <laughs> after that last game? Well, I sure do. That and more here on show 565. Right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the post-game for the fish. Well, we didn't squish the fish, and we didn't mangle the mammals. Uh, it was a interesting contest that there's a lot to talk about, so we're going to talk about it for show right here. You know, there's going to be a rant in this show. I'm not exactly sure where or when, but I feel one coming on. So I can tell you to expect that sometime before the end of this show. We got to do a pregame for the hose, the Bronco hose, that is. Uh, Drew Locke and company. Hey, they still got a really good defense. But, uh, well, we shall see this last game if the Raiders can, well, win. That and the bone line should wrap it on up. So let's get to it, y'all. Well, on Saturday, December 26th, at our stadium in Las Vegas, that's Allegiant, the Las Vegas Raiders, um, I would I would say my opinion, handed the game to the Miami Dolphins, and uh, it's a shame that they didn't keep Tua in because we were having our way with him. And then, Fitch Magic. <laughs> oh my gosh! My worst nightmare, and I'm sure other teams' worst nightmare, but the tempo and the uh, energy and the mojo, as soon as he got on the field, it was like night and day. I thought, maybe we should put Mariota in and see what happens because it seemed to work for them. Oh, yeah. Fitch Magic looked like he had eaten a bird, eaten the canary, the mouse, you name it. Because when he walked on the field, he was a happy dude. He had nothing to lose in this game and everything to win. He wasn't going to lose his spot on the roster. He wasn't worried about anything. He was going to go out there and do what he does in the most comfortable fashion. And he did. From the defense that was set up for the run, could not change to a defense that was set up for the pass. Even after Fitzmagic came in, there was no answer because, in quick fashion, our defensive backs were blown away. They were missing, like they have the majority of the season. I don't know if it's scheme or personnel, but it was a typical Raider meltdown on the defensive side of the ball. All right, well, welcome to In the Pocket with Rich Gannon. Rich, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Another heartbreaking loss for the Raiders. Four lead changes in the final three and a half minutes. Raiders, of course, lose by one, 26-25. Your thoughts as you watched this game Saturday night? 
Yeah, I watched the whole thing as I always do, uh, Aaron, and that was painful. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you know what the players and the coaches have vested in that effort, you know, to try and get a win and, uh, in a primetime game and, and um, as disappointing of a season as it was to be able to fight and battle to the end and really have it, have that game won and then not get the result that you feel like you earned. So I know what that feels like. It's a painful feeling. But if you can't take that painful feeling and do something positive and constructive with it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You have to go back in the off season and look at every single play, every mistake, get it corrected, get it figured out. Why are they continuing to happen? And learn how to finish games late. And it really boils down to discipline and the details of your assignments and execution. And it just hasn't been enough of that, consistently enough of that, throughout the course of the first 15 games. And so, you know, the controversial calls. Let's just let's just say the last the Raiders had the, the ball in the, the, the waning, the last moments of the candle flickering before it goes out. And on the goal line, they tried to run the clock out so that the fish wouldn't have enough time to come back and score. So the question here is, and let's just talk about this right now. The question is, do you go for the touchdown? leaving um, maybe a timeout and some time on the board for uh, Fitzmagic to go down the field and have to score a touchdown. Now, he has to score a TD. That's possible, absolutely. But why would you not go for the touchdown, just the field goal, so that when they get a field goal, you lose? That doesn't make sense to me. It's been pontificated by the best pontificators in the place. And the controversy continues. But not for me. Oh, hell no. Take that touchdown. Use as much clock as you can every second. Get the TD. And then then leave it on the table. Then they have to go all the way down the field and score a TD which to me is far, far harder than kicking a 40-yard field goal. Second and goal from the six, and Josh Jacobs runs it up the middle. He's got the chance to score, but slides short, Rex. Got the call by Gruden. Do you think it was the right one? Absolutely. Brilliant call. 100% right with that decision. But, man, oh, man, that cover two, not so much later. 19 seconds to go. He gets hit as he throws. Max Collins makes the catch, but the face mask, Alden Key, that's a huge one, Randy, on that face mask call right there. Well, you heard Rex talking about the cover, too, but that was a big face mask by the Las Vegas Raider defender. Boy, that gave the game away. Got the call by Gruden. Do you think it was the right one? Absolutely. Brilliant call. 100% right with that decision. I think that is the dumbest play call Ever. Now, I Randy disagrees with me, but when he did it, I was like, oh, no. You're not even going to give the ball back with how many seconds were there? 28? 19 seconds to go. No timeouts. But you got a guy that can pass the ball and had been passing the ball 
consistently throughout the game and making plays. Gruden decides to go for the field goal and milk the clock, but in the end, Miami wins. We felt the play uh, was to eliminate all the clock and all the timeouts and put them back with uh, uh, their back against the wall with 19 seconds left. I don't regret it. I didn't want Fitzpatrick to have the ball. He was uh, doing a good job in the second half. Uh, he's a gunslinger. He was hot. That's all I can say. I don't regret it one bit. I just regret the results. There's a lot of ways to look at this, but 19 seconds left uh, on your own 25-yard line with no timeouts. I've called plays a long time. The probability of getting that done is, is remote. And uh, there's no guarantee if, if they get the ball that they don't go for two. I'm not going to get into all the scenarios. We played it exactly like we wanted to play it. It was a heck of a job by our offense closing uh, the deal, I thought. But uh, unfortunately, they made a desperation play, and the penalty was, was horrific. If you can believe this, according to ESPN's win probability, each team had a 99% chance to win this wow. game in the final minute. Each of them. The Raiders had it after Carlson kicked that field goal with 23 seconds left. That's why Gruden did it. You can't kill him that much for making that decision. And the Dolphins had a 99% win percentage occurred after Sanders' field goal. I don't understand it. I'll never understand it, and I'll never agree with the Gruden-loving... <laughs> Let me just throw that in there. All right, Tim Hasselbeck joining us now to break this thing down. Walk me through those last moments of the game and what you thought of the decision not to score. Well, I think it was the right decision not to score. Basically, you're giving the Dolphins uh, the football back with 19 seconds left on the clock on their own 25-yard line and no timeouts. And if anyone's questioning whether or not it was the right decision by John Gruden, what do, what do you think the Miami Dolphins wanted them to do? They were trying to let Josh Jacobs score. The Dolphins wanted them to score. So there's any doubt about what each head coach was thinking, uh, you know, that Brian Flores was trying to pull them into the end zone, basically. So it was the right decision. You just need to find a way to make a stop when you, you know, have the clock to your advantage. The fact that the team doesn't have any timeouts, uh, you know, left to your advantage. You just can't give up a huge play down the sideline. And you certainly can't add 15 yards to it because of a face mask penalty. That's the problem, not the decision to wait, run time off the clock, and kick a field goal to go ahead. Yeah, Gruden doubling down, saying that was the right call. And again, an inexcusable penalty really hurting them. So the Raiders gave it up. They gave it up on defense like they have all season long. Need I say more? You're not going to change a scheme in a, a week or two or three. It takes a year off to change an entire scheme. Um, I don't know if this is going to be our defensive coordinator, but uh, he did great, really pretty good against um, Tua, who went Kablua. <laughs> I love it. But anyway, yeah, you know, our offense played well. Carr looked like he was playing out of his mind because he was playing for his job. That's another aspect of this game. Boy, it is amazing how, how once Mariota showed that he could get it done. <laughs> Gruden and Carr. They both, and you know what? They made plays for him so he wouldn't have to run. You know, the Dolphins' defense isn't exactly the best. Um, 
Anyway, let me not go into the conspiracies because there's too many freaking one of those on every freaking corner in the United States. I will just say that it was interesting how fast Carr healed up and got on the field when really, I believe, probably 90% of the Raider Nation wanted to just see. Let's just see, Mariota. You're paying him anyway. Why not let him take this last game against the against the uh, Bronco Hose? No, that won't happen. It's Carr. It's Carr's job. So... I think that was a flash. I think they're not going to put Mariota back in. I think they're going to trade him and try to get something for him, um, which is a shame for us because uh, <laughs> it's just a shame for us because I think he's a stellar quarterback and he should get an opportunity. But, you know, let's watch him leave and go elsewhere and uh, be successful. That's okay. Raiders should have won this game. Bad decision on my, I think. Um, better defense when it came to Tua, but when uh, when Fitch Magic came in, <laughs> I'm sure I wasn't the only one, but it was a noticeable change in energy and pace, and the defense had no answers at all. And that was it. So here we go into our withering season. And, um, and well, let me, you know what? I'm going to go on a flipping rant right now. I, I can't hold it back anymore. So here it comes. Our coach first, he's the hundred million dollar man. Now, let's put that into perspective across the league. Salaries, $5 million a year, $7 million a year. But no $100 million contracts, haven't heard of one, ever, until him. Which, you know, I'm glad he's back. But did we have to offer him the entire team, literally? Because $100 million says this. Doesn't matter if you're wrong. Doesn't matter if you do a bad job. Doesn't matter if you're a knucklehead. You're going to get your money. So Mark Davis right there really has his hands tied. And let me go on to the next thing. So in essence, I say John Gruden is a general manager. I say that would probably be a better place for him. Maybe not doing the picks himself but at least backing away from everything. Uh, perhaps hiring a young, enthusiastic, fresh mind from the college ranks or someone who's younger, who's up-and-comer. There's a bunch. There's a bunch. And I would venture to say, um, look at black coaches. That's what I would say. And I'm being bold but real. Uh, black coaches don't have much of a chance in professional sports, even basketball. So I say it's a it's an unmined mine of of uh, of resource, and I think it needs to be uh, explored. Now the Raiders have been very good about this forever, but what I say now is don't don't 
un, don't leave a stone unturned before you you pick the next defensive coordinator and for crying out loud please don't hire a friend that has been catastrophic for us paul gunther please bro really after the first year you didn't see it well everybody else did and before we go on about the defensive coordinator he needs to pick someone fresh in my eyes but whoever it is they need to be better <laughs> they need to be better at controlling these young men getting the confidence of these young men paula please can you imagine him telling you what to do no you know so the coach and the defense absolutely big time necessary he should look at all the under coaches a strength and conditioning if he thinks we're having that many problems with the injuries then shit he should change that right away you know we're going to get a new strength and conditioning coach every year till we find one who does the right thing i haven't heard that also on the offensive side i mean greg olson is a very nice old chair and what i mean by that is an old comfortable leather chair now it's got some scuffs some rips some burn holes it's it's been used and it's it's been abused and it's tired but it's comfortable i say that's some bow shit you know because <laughs> listen man comfort is not the key it's refreshing look it's someone who can see things in a different way and say hey this is what we're doing here let's try this he's not getting that from greg olson what he's getting from greg olson is yes sir oh no oh what well, i agree coach 100% and that is not working our offense is better but i think it could be so much better with a fresh pair of eyes in that slot gruden's going to call the plays anyway he's going to arrange the game on his own anyway why have an old beat up chair <laughs> there to help you uh from 1980 as opposed to someone who's or 1980 70 Have somebody in there a little fresh. How about somebody from the 90s? I just say there's a lot of untapped potential in the NFL and if we're not looking for it, come on, man. Does it not show? Does it not show? Coaching is hugely important. And you know, if you have the talent and a good coaching, that's that's the match. It's the match. I believe we have good players. I believe we have good players and I believe we have bad players that need to be disciplined and retaught how to play. Abrams is like a missile and they're looking for him all the time which is great. But he couldn't cover my grandmother. Arnett is fast as well and he's brutal too. He puts his body on the line. But he can't stay at a concussion protocol. That is flipping coaching that the reason that's happening because it's crappy coaching and 
that needs to change. These position coaches need to get their ass out of town and get some in here that know how to teach these guys. I just think there's a lot of young players on the defensive side of the ball that need to grow up in a hurry. I mean, I look at Cleon Furrell, Jonathan Abram, uh, mm-hmm. Damon Arnett. You know, Arnett had a big bust in a game and a critical play, the last play of the game. And you go back and look at the, the assignment there and the responsibility. And, you know, why did he not carry that receiver when there's no threat of number two in the flat? So I look at those young players and there's they've shown flashes, and but they haven't shown the consistency. All three of those guys are first round picks. They need to grow up in a hurry. They need to play better. They need to be more accountable. They need to be more productive on a weekly basis. And, you know, it takes coaching, but it takes it takes the players to realize that they were number one draft picks for a reason. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, all three of them have underperformed. Now, I'm not the cook in this kitchen. I'm not the chef. I'm just watching the meal get prepared. I see all the ingredients. I see what's going in. It smells really good. Smells really good. When it comes down to the taste test, that's the difference. Because I'm not a chef, and I can smell, and it sounds good, it smells good, but I know what tastes good. It tastes good to me is a W in an obvious position of a W. The Raiders have not been a dominant team since 2002, and that's because they were dominant on both sides of the ball and the special teams was off the chains. So what improvement we need to make needs to start at the very top. I think Mark Davis needs to sit Mayock and Gruden down and have a discussion. I don't know if it's going to happen. Doubt it's going to happen, but let's hope so. I just hope for a better staff. Because in reality, the coach, our coach, which I love, don't get me wrong, I love Gruden. I think he can do it. I totally think he can do it. I just think he needs more help to do it. The other thing is the thing that bugs me, it bugged me about Dennis Allen too. This is what Dennis Allen was to say after games. At the end of the day. 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 I think at the end of the day. At the end of the day, he said two or three times in every press conference, and I wanted to rip out my eyeballs and stick them in my ears. Our coach says something that just makes me feel like, you know, nails on a chalkboard, which is, I don't want to use any excuses, but. (laughs) The huge but. Massive ass. Huge butt in the room, and then a plethora, a crap load of excuses roll on out. Well, the COVID. Well, the injuries. Well, the inability. Well, the no preseason. And the no this. And the this. And you know what? You start to buy into that crap if you listen to it long enough. You're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, the Raiders have had a bad time and blah, 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 blah. But then you're not getting a global perspective now, are we? You don't know every other team what the hell they're doing, but someone else does. And someone else took the stats, and not me, but it wasn't just for the Raiders. It was for all the teams. It was all the teams that were affected by the COVID and injuries this year. And they ranked them for first, the worst team 
I mean, the ones that are in the top worst are the Niners because they had like 31 guys hurt this year. It's a lot of injuries, way more than normal. And then the the least affected was 32, right? So the least affected, let's just say the Chiefs, they were least affected. That makes perfect sense because they really have been least affected. Not a lot of injuries, a couple, and the COVID really hasn't affected them. So they're 32. The Raiders are 25. 25. Now, that number is pretty lame when you compare it to the performance. When you compare it to the excuse-making coach that just says he doesn't like to make excuses but continues to blow out excuses after every loss. Has anybody seen my friend Antonio Brown? And you know what? The coach speak, which we're all used to, yeah, it's on me. It's all on me. I got to do better. Yeah, that's perfectly acceptable. I'll listen to that after every loss. It is on you. That's the truth. But please, stop bitching about your issues and the missing people and the COVID and the injuries because it's a tired song, bro. As a fan, I'm freaking sick of hearing it. So stop doing it. That's what I ask. Please do because... I don't know. I'm probably the only guy, but I I think it's ridiculous. Just change the way you talk after losses. That's all I'm asking because it is a broken record, bro. End of rant. End of rant. Well, no, it's not. Here's another part of this rant. Our team isn't bad. (laughs) We have a prolific and could be a crazy prolific offense. We're teetering on greatness. We have great players and we're in a great place. We're in a great place. We have a low salary and we have a fairly fresh bunch of decent players, pretty good players. Um, And this is the opportunity. This is the sweet spot in any NFL team when you have guys that you don't have to pay and that are producing. You don't have to come up with all the money yet. So you work those in with a few few, uh, veterans and you're off and running. That's the secret. That's what most teams, most teams go that way. The Patriots got away with it for years. They got away with getting poor draft picks and making things happen because of their quarterback and their staff. So I just say we are in a great spot. We have a lot of potential. And this is just a bump in the road. I think this is a turning point for the Raiders. I think because they're in Las Vegas, because this season will be a first season that will they'll be there settled, I think free agents will come to Las Vegas by the bunches. We have a lot to offer players. Number one is tax-free money. You're not going to get your payroll taxed here, bro. That's huge for people making that kind of dough. So I do believe our brightest future is next season. I think we should see some great acquisitions. If we don't, that's a problem. If our draft is lame, 
that's a problem. You know, in the last, I think the last three years, we've had five first round picks. That's a lot to be where we are now. We should have put a little more of that in the defense. But we got a lot of positive, man. We're moving in the right direction. I just hope that we get our staffing correct and uh, we get our staff thing figured out. Good defensive coordinator early. Not an old shoe, not a comfortable old leather chair, but someone who's on the cutting edge of what's happening in college football. And I think that's very important. And that is all I have to say about that. One more thing. Mariota needs to te- teach Derek Carr about pocket presence and how to feel pressure. Because for as long as Carr's been around, he's like he's deaf and dumb. He can't hear a thing and he has no sight. <laughs> I don't get it. Maybe they can put a radar in his helmet, give him a little buzz before people kill him. Because... uh Car is horrible on the pocket when it collapses. All right, our next opponent is the Denver Bronco Hose. I love to hate him, but I kind of feel sorry for him. As dumb as that is. First off, let me just say this. We best win this game. We lose this game, and there'll be just a whole bunch more controversy. We don't want it. We don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I certainly don't want anybody's pity like we've had in the past. And we would get it instantly if we lose to the hoes. And we should beat them. We should beat them, you know, pretty good like we did last time. There's not a lot of improvement on their team. Drew Locke is hot and cold, mostly cold. They do have a running game that's not bad. Uh, So if we can stop the run like we did against the Dolphins, then I expect us to win this game. I expect us to win. Our offense is better than their defense. I I just think, you know, Vegas is going to pick the Raiders. I know that. And I hope the Raiders stand up and win this game because there is no way or no real reason that we should lose. It's a division game. Yes, everybody gets it gets tough in these division games. So my comment here is everybody on the Raiders best stand on up. This is the last game of the season. And if I were a player, I'd be, if I got to keep my job, I better make it happen. And as a matter of fact, we got to beat the Broncos just because they're the Broncos and we're the Raiders. It can't be a popcorn fart game where we just disappear and let Drew Locke, oh my gosh, and company do their little dance on the sideline. I can't watch it. Can't see it. I don't want to even imagine it. we got to finish strong, end the season with momentum. Um, we've got an AFC West rival on deck in the Broncos. What do you want to see out of this team in this regular season finale? 
let me just tell you a quick story because I know you have 30 seconds for me, Aaron, because you've been so patient with me all year. But John's first, second year with the Raiders, 1999 is my first year. And we went to Arrowhead on January 1st, 2000. And we were seven and eight. And we went in there and if the Chiefs would have won the game, they would have won the AFC West and clinched a, obviously, a, a playoff spot. If they lost the game, they were out of the playoffs. They didn't even win the West, and they were out of the playoffs. We went in there, we started slow, we had a bunch of injuries, but we, we just battled, and we won that football game. Knocked the Chiefs out of the playoffs, and we finished eight and eight, and we, we had some confidence, but we carried that confidence and that momentum into the offseason. The next year we come back, we go 12 and four. We go on to win three straight AFC West titles. We go to two AFC championship games. We go to a Super Bowl. What's my point? My point is every game in this league matters. And to be able to go and finish the last game of the season and beat the – it's Bronco week. Beat the Broncos and head into the offseason with some confidence, feeling good about yourself. And what I want to see out of this football team, I want to see the same thing I want to see every week, toughness, determination, grit, passion, professionalism, taking pride in what you do. And I just think that's really important. I want to see it. This film, to me, in week 16, is going to be really important for the players. I'm going to watch it very closely. I'm going to see who put in the, who's really working, who's competing, who's fighting, who's clawing to the finish, and who maybe is thinking about the offseason and packing up that U-Haul and heading home early. That, to me, is going to be very, very important as I go back and review and analyze that tape. So I say the Raiders beat the Broncos by at least 10. At least they should. And leave that as the last game of the season and go home. Because, um, you know, that's the end of the year. Let's just go out with some positivity and, uh, you know, gives a chance for Marion L.A. to put some other stuff in there, maybe spice it up a little bit. I don't know. It was spicier against the fish, I know that. There was way more pressure, um, a lot of blitzes from the outside, safety things. You know, it was good to see. And we need to have that against these guys. Um, because they're a good running team, and they will gash us badly, as everyone has this year. I mean, to give up 200 yards in a game... That's a bad rushing defense, bro. So we got to keep that from happening. They have a good offensive line. They can run the ball. That's what they do best. So we have to be best at stopping the run, and I think we got it. Um, so I hope we do, because our offense should be able to rack up the points on these guys, like everybody else has. So, you know, any team on any day, yep, but I'm saying this Raider team better beat this Bronco team because if they don't, then the laugh is on us. And, uh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> I got some thick skin, bro. <laughs> and so did everybody else in the nation. There's some positive things about the Broncos. They're bringing Vic Fangio back. I mean, damn, I was hoping he'd get fired so we could get him as a defensive coordinator because he's good. But, um, no, they're going to keep him. So that in itself is kind of positive because I don't think he's a good head coach. So that might work out to our advantage on either way. 
But I expect to beat the Broncos, um, and that is about it. Let's go on to the bone line and uh, get that started, shall we? Now, before I start the bone line, I want to remind you guys something, how our 800 number works. So we'd like to keep calls between uh, two and three minutes. That's a good time. And if you stop talking for more than three seconds, our machine says, up, oh, they hung up. So it hangs up. So we get a lot of partial calls because people will stop and pontificate for a second. Well, if you do that, you're not going to get your call completed. It'll be cut off. So try to keep conscious. You got to keep moving like Raider Greg. Keep moving, shuffling, talking, making sounds. Because if you do, then the thing will not stop. So I got to remind you. <laughs> I love the callers. This is my favorite thing. Has been since it started. I love the Raider Nation, man. Great freaking people. one 800 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line, man. Call anytime, any day, during the game, <laughs> after the game, before the game. Uh, get your call in, man, because we love it, and people love to hear it. <laughs> okay, the first caller of the show is... Can you smell some cheese? Well, I do, because it's the Cheesehead Raider from Wisconsin. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is the Cheesehead Raider calling from Wisconsin. One second left on the game or on the clock. What the hell was John Gruden thinking? Why would you kneel on the one-yard line, go for the touchdown, worst thing happens, they stiff you, then you get the field goal. Game is over. Raiders done. No playoffs again. John Gruden, you're an idiot. Just fumbled the kick. Game is over. We lose by one. Now, as I was saying, you go for the touchdown. Now you're up by six. That makes them have to put it in the end zone. But you go for the field goal kneel on the one-yard line. What if you fumble the snap on that field goal? Go for the touchdown. Conservative play calling. John losing. This game is on you. Utterly pathetic. Well, if I didn't say almost exactly the same thing without the word pathetic, I would be disagreeing with you. But I think that was the wrong move for him to make. I mean, we can argue about this till the cows come home and make butter. But listen, it is what it is. It's not the first buffoonery coach move he did this season. There were a few. And if I think hard and long about it, I could come up with a few. But it's all water under the bridge, brother. I love the call. And our next caller is from the heart of Sin City, the man. Raider Steve from Viva Las Vegas. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Steve in Vegas. Uh, the Raiders just lost to the Dolphins 
And you know, uh, I don't know. This is this one's on Gruden, man, and I love him to death. Like he's God. If he called me today and asked me to clean his toilets, I would do it. That's how I feel about Gruden. But this one's on him, man. That's a load of garbage. Like I, and I'm biting my tongue, man. I can't believe what I just saw. They had Jacobs. He was going to score a touchdown, and he sat on it so they could kill the clock and kick the field goal. And I turned to my family. I don't watch games with my entire family. It's just me and my brothers, but my aunts and uncles and nephews, everybody was there. And they're all making comments about the game, which I hate, right? Makes me want to reach out and strangle them because they don't know what they're talking about. It makes me, I can't stand it, right? So, like, people are looking at me like I'm biting my tongue the whole game. Like, usually, like, people don't want to be around me watching a Raider game unless you're one of us, right? Like, you'd be cool. All the Raider Nation would be cool, but regular family members, they don't get it, right? So, Anyway, I point out to my family, they're going to lose. And everyone's like, no, they're not. The game's over. I was like, no, 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 watch this. They should have scored the touchdown there and gone for two, and they didn't. And so what happens? Miami gets a fluke call on a BS penalty. And first of all, and it doesn't matter. Anyway, they get a BS call on a BS penalty. They kick the field, and they win the game, man, just like I called it, you know. And um, I stupidly bet on the second half thinking like, you know, oh, the Raiders aren't going to screw this up. But they did. And of course they did. And I knew they were going to, and they did it anyway, man. And uh, I'm not even that upset about it because by this time of the year, you know, my heart's been crushed, uh, turned into coal, burned in a fireplace, and lit, sent up to heaven, man. Um, I can't take this anymore. That one's on Gruden, man. And I love him to death, but he needs to get his head out of his own ass and figure this shit out because that was bullshit. Anyway, I'm out. My brother. I love it. (laughs) I love your call, Steve. I love him because I know you. And I understand the family dynamic because they're like, oh, look, we're going to win. Everybody else thinks we're going to win. And you are not alone. You know the rest of your entire fan base is going, what are you doing? Why? And this is not the first conservative call this coach has made that has cost us a game this year. So, you know, it is what it is. I think he needs to get rid of Greg Olson. That's my theory because someone needs to be there going, oh, no. Come on, man. Let's do it this way. Come on. Uh, You know, you can't have a yes man and have a successful business. You have to have people with business sense. I love your rip my heart out and put it, make it <laughs> solid coal and burn it and go to heaven. <laughs> I freaking love it, bro. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's to you and the family and uh, great call. And our next caller is the Prez. Uh, <laughs> I love the Raider Nation, man. What's happening, brother? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, happy holidays, happy soon to be 2021. Did you just see what we done? Unbelievable. We had the game. I just don't know what cat crossed our path, what ladder we walked up under, what mirror we broke. I can go on and on and on. And once again, it's piss poor coaching. I just don't know what to say about it, man. Why would you do that, John? I mean,
mean, come on, man. I mean, I get it. I know this wasn't Kansas City, man. We had this game. And kudos to Carr. Even though he played painfully, he he did his work. Hunter Winfro, Baller. Man, the defense was looking pretty good. I, I was giving kudos to Marinelli. They look like they stepped it up, but I guess they probably got gas and stuff. Arden Key should be shipped out first thing moving for that dumb penalty. I mean, shipped out with the quickness. I mean, nothing for nothing leaves anything, man. We're, we're going to do anything in the playoffs, so I'm not going to get very upset about it and just go all off and everything. It's disappointing. I stayed up way past my bedtime. I'm going to catch it. I'm just trying to get up in the morning. Hope everybody had a good holiday. This was ridiculous. A game that we should have won, just like others, but close, but no cigar. This is the prayer signing off. Raider. I feel you, brother. I think we all feel you. But Arden Key, listen, his hand was on, on the shoulder pad and slipped right off of it, and he was just trying to grab anything on the player his head was completely turned around. I think if he felt it, even if he just just felt that he grabbed the, the helmet, he would have let go, but it wouldn't have mattered because he had already hit uh, Fitzpatrick in the head. He was going to get that penalty, period. So, I mean, he grabbed it and, and went through with it because he knew. He knew once he felt it. But, you know, dude, he was trying to get to the quarterback because – it was very important we stopped this play. And I don't put it on Arden Key. I think he's just trying to make a play. And listen, sometimes that's the way it goes. Other times I see it could be blatant or stupid. I don't think Arden Key, nah. He's trying to get to the, his job done, which is Russ the QB. And he almost had him. So that's my two cents on that, bro. And our next caller from Scranton. You know him, Raider Chris is in the house. What's up, bro? Hey, Raider Nation. Raider Chris Scranton, PA. Season over. i tell you what. That was such another shitty ending of a game that should have been put away a long time ago. But it is what it is. I'm just sick and tired of seeing Gruden playing a coach, not being a coach, playing a coach that shows once again he has no balls. Once again, the million-dollar man could have put a game away with a touchdown on the two-yard line late in the fourth, yet he goes for a field goal, leaving the game wide open for our opponent. And guess what? We didn't win, so guess what? That's right. The opponent won. Another game this year. This is like the fourth game Gruden's done this. I give my hat. My hat goes up to the defense. Played a hell of a game, and I finally see what a sack looks like from this team. Sure, they blew it at the end of the game, but, I mean, it shouldn't even came down to a field goal. The game should have been over that late in the game. So kudos to the defense. I'm not going to trash the defense. Mullen recovered well. The front line played very, very well. Hell, even our linebackers got involved. Now, I will say there were a couple plays that Carr just pissed me off with his little throwaway passes because he was scared. 
But, I mean, hats off to Waller. Hats off to Aguilar, which, by the way, I'm very, very worried that we may not re-sign him. We need to keep this dude back in silver and black. Plain and simple. But season's over. We go to play Denver and do we really care? I mean, I don't. If we win, great, good. If we lose, great, good. But, I mean, the play calling is awful. Uh, I don't know. Another game that I put this on Gruden because the game should have been put away. I think we all feel the same way, bro. Most of us do. Some don't. Some don't. Honestly, some think that that was the right call to make. The way Coach handled that was perfect. His plays were perfect. Him, His communication, you know, coaching staff was perfect. Absolutely brilliant call. 100% right with that decision. I... <laughs> As as I've said already a few times, Gruden has screwed it up a few times this season in the same kind of way, by not going for it. And the only reason we beat the Chiefs is because he went for it. Funny. Oh, well, uh, there's always next year. I always like to see the Broncos lose, and if we beat him, it's even sweeter. So, yeah, that's my investment in the next game, bro. Thanks for the call. And next, a longtime Raider listener of Raider Nation podcast and contributor, it's Raider Damien, now from South Texas. What's going on there, partner? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Damien calling from Connell County down here in South Texas. All right, so um, let's see, where do I start? So I called after that Jets game. Greg, Randy, and I said how I was cautiously optimistic. Well, that's completely gone. The other thing I said I'd never do to myself is call this bone line when I'm pissed off. Uh, I've been disappointed many times, but not pissed off. And today I am so pissed off. I can't even, uh, I'm just beside myself. So the Raiders problem is coaching. We've got the players Uh, Yes, they have got their weaknesses, but to me, everything in that loss yesterday to Miami was all about coaching. Third and one, and we take a freaking knee? What the hell? Get the points. That way they've got to go down and score a touchdown and not just get a field goal. And then Fitzpatrick comes out there, and they do this defense that looks like a regular defense, right? I'm not sure how many yards they had to go. It was at least 75 because it was a touchback, right? Okay, so you got 75 yards to go. There's 20-some seconds on the clock. You know, rush three. Put the next line of defense at 15 yards out. Put the next line of defense at 25 freaking yards out and make them throw the underneath pass and then make the tackle. Guard the sidelines. I just, for, for the life of me, I can't understand that. And I cannot believe that Marinelli was making that call. That had to have been Gruden, in my opinion. I could be wrong. Now, I know that there's that group of people out there that are like, well, if it would have worked out, you wouldn't be calling and you wouldn't be all pissed off. I still would be, because this is the shit that separates the good teams from the bad teams. And right now, we, the Raider Nation, the Raiders, are not a good team. We're just not. So, you know, I would hope to see some massive coaching changes. I know Gruden's not going anywhere with the contract, and I'm not saying that Gruden needs to go anywhere, but we need to make some serious changes on our coaching staff. I thought the team yesterday, the team themselves played with heart. 
I thought they played the full game. I thought they played every play. Derek Carr, Derek Carr haters, is not the problem, okay? He is not the problem, all right? This is just a 100% coaching problem, and I know I'm rambling right now, so I'll get off the line because I'm really fucking pissed off. Raider Nation, we've got work to do. Let's hopefully go into Denver and beat them because nobody hates the Denver Broncos more than I do. Well, actually, maybe Raider Craig. <laughs> I know he don't like them donkey donkeys. Um, but let's go in there. Let's have our final game. Let's get to the offseason. Let's work on our draft picks. Let's work on our coaching. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, thank you for hearing me out, and I'm sorry that uh, this may not have been the most lucid call in the world, but, you know, here it is 24 hours later, and uh, I'm still really, really pissed off. All right, I'm out. Bye. I love your call, bro. First of all, I know you don't usually call and get pissed off, so (laughs) I know. I think a lot of us feel the same way. Um, I don't know if that last defensive stand had anything to do with Gruden. Perhaps it did. He's the boss. And anyway, it is his responsibility. Shit, if he didn't like that defensive setup, you should have told Marinelli change that shit. But listen, uh, we lost. And uh, hopefully next week we will win because I cannot stand the hose, as you know. But uh, yeah, we need a lot of coaching help. I've been saying it for a while. And hopefully, um, it's not all the players. We could use a few guys. We're get it. We're gonna get a few guys, but we need guidance. We need leadership. We need coaching. Good lord, Abrams and Arnett. If they had a great coach back there, they could be special. Anyway, I'm rambling too. Thanks for the call, brother. It's always good. And our next caller out of Albany, New York. Maddie Raiders in the house. What is up, my brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. It's Maddie Raider, Albany, New York, calling the day after the Dolphins game. Well, <clears throat> well, I guess uh, we thought we've seen all the ways the Raiders could lose, but this was a new one. I blame this one solely on the coaching staff and the head coach. Uh, the red zone play calling has been awful all year. Last night, no third down conversions. And watching Josh Jacobs sit at the one-yard line and not taking the points. I mean, Gruden giving up those four points for 40 extra seconds with our trashy defense is ridiculous take the points. You should have taken the the touchdown and gone for a two-point conversion. Make them get the touchdown to beat us. But you know Gruden, he's not going to be aggressive. He's going to do his vanilla offense. Um, He's in fantasy land. Um, You know, there's a the defense looked improved in the first half. They actually got uh, Miami head coach benched uh, Tua, put Fitz in where he promptly shredded our defense and um, made it look like a completely different game. But here's one thing that I want to talk about is uh, Derek Carr. A guy uh, pulled his groin last week, and he's playing last night. He's a tough kid. Um, he gets a lot of hate from Raider Nation, but I'll tell you exactly why he gets the hate, because if you talk to fans of other teams, they know we have a good quarterback. We 
shit on our quarterback because we're losers and our team is full of losers. So we have to blame someone and nobody's really going to blame the hundred million dollar man as of late. Certainly not the management is. So we're going to blame Derek Carr who had he played for Sean Payton, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, he'd be a playoff quarterback year in, year out. Matter of fact, those coaches would have our team 10 wins easily, but we have who we have. We have a head coach who lives on his personality. We have just an awful coaching staff. I don't expect much to change. Can an adult please coach the defense next year? Please, just a grown-up, someone who doesn't um, have ties to the head coach. But that's it, man. One more game, and then uh, the pain ends. So happy New Year's, guys. All the best. Greg and Randy, as always, we love you guys, and thanks. Bye. Yeah, coaching has been a problem since Gruden got here. Um, His initial staff, I was baffled. I thought, you're going to change this next year, and he didn't. I thought he'd move on from Greg Olson. No. I didn't like Paul Gunther the first season, and he stayed on this long. It's always been coaching, brother, and it's going to continue to be because I truly feel we have good players. I just don't think they're getting the lessons they need or the type of encouragement or whatever. Um, It ain't happening. And please don't, you know, and Coach Gruden just is full of so many excuses, bro. Oh, my gosh. I can't take it. <laughs> Just do your job and hire some youth, somebody who's fresh, someone who's going to change the team. Yeah, he does survive on his image. But we're not going to change the coach. He's just We just got to hope that he sees where he's weak and wants to win because um, that's important. Love the call, bro. And our next caller from Georgia, Raider Al. He is in the house. What do you got for us, my Raider brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Al from Georgia. Talk me off the ledge, my brother. I'm going to throw a few names at you, Raider Greg. John Gruden, a bunch of damn hype. He needs to go back to the TV booth. He is a horrible coach. Name me one thing. That John Gruden has done. Way to Greg, way to Randy. I must have been cut off on the last call. I started off with John Gruden. He's nothing but a bunch of hype. Don't think he's a good in-game coach. I think he needs to go back to TV. A couple names I want to throw at you. Joyner, Littleton, Tyrell Williams. All busts, all cost us a lot of money. More names, Greg. Paul Gunther, Rob Marinelli and Raheem Morris, if we get him. That's all the buddy system, brother. That stuff does not work. Get us some good damn coaching. Luckily, I'm at the age where I remember all three Super Bowls, so there was some joy earlier on as being a Raider fan. Coaching, coaching, coaching. Raider out, out. Well, there's some wisdom from an OG. 
Yeah, man. We used to be the dominant, the winningest team in NFL history. They used to say that before every game. I remember. The winningest team. And then that faded and faded away. I bet a Raider fan hasn't heard that in, shit, a decade. But, you know, there were some great times, and I agree. I mean, I think everyone on here says the same thing. There's no mystery here. Raheem Morris, like I said, we have players. We have no leadership, no coaching. It's the buddy-buddy system. And so far, for this organization, it has completely failed. And here's another thing that's failed is the Raiders media. Let me just tell you why. Because I have never seen more of a suck-upness to their podcast, to their... I mean, yeah, you can be a a, a real rah-rah guy, but, man, you got to call it like you see it at least a little. Other teams, I'll tell you, their media, it's, it's pretty raw. I like it. It's refreshing. Anyway, I'm going on. Man, you got great points. I appreciate the call, my OG brother. And our next caller out of Dallas, Texas, Raider Jesse James is in the house. What do you got for us, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what's going on, brothers? Man, I know we're all down. We're all, like, up and frown. I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's different. Raider Jesse James out of Dallas, man. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this short and to the point, okay? I, man, man, I want to address something real quick. Later, Greg. On Twitter, Raider Nation is toxic. It it is toxic, man. We gotta stop that. Yeah, and one thing I don't understand it whether is it, uh, the players jumping online and and talking smack to the fans or these wannabe fans which I think are a lot of, like, divisional fans that are not Raider fans jumping on and talking shit. Excuse my language, but, man, we got to stop that. If, if it's really Raider Nation out there, like, talking smack to the players, that's childish, man. Anyways, that's just horrible. But listen, all one is, is this. Offseason. Let's think about the offseason. We're not going anywhere. Okay, let's be honest. We're not going anywhere. Even if we beat the Broncos, we're not going anywhere. Okay? With that defense, we ain't. So, three things I want to address. Okay? One, number one, Mike Mayock better address and nail the defensive coordinator spot. That's a big, big spot. And... It's it's a toss up. I, I don't know how you feel about it, Raider Greg. Do we bring in somebody that's a veteran that's done it, or do we bring in somebody that's new and fresh and unproven? That's either way. We have to nail that spot. Okay. Sec secondly, stop talking about Derek Carr, people. Stop. If we didn't have Derek Carr right now, we'd be a worse team. Everybody would be like, "Oh, get rid of Derek Carr. Get rid of Derek Carr." Who, who are you replacing with? Who? Give me one name. Well, you want to be you want to be a no no name for the next ten years? Like, come on, man, stop. And then thirdly, we really have to address the free agents we pick up. We have to pick up free agents that are solid, especially in the secondary. We have to. 
mean, I, there's so many things I want to address right to Greg, but I'm not going to take too much of your time. But, again, thank you guys for hosting this podcast, the longest podcast and sportscast. I don't care what y'all say. It's true. Ready Greg, Ready Randy, doing their thing. Ready Jesse James. Y'all have a great new year. Y'all be safe either way. Listen. <laughs> Our defense sucks. <laughs> All right. Happy New Year, guys. I'm out. Thank you for the call, my good brother, and the props as well. Now, listen, man. I love it. Derek Carr is not the worst quarterback. He's got great statistics, and he can play real well. We've seen it. But he needs to have a coaching staff that can make the right calls, like going for a touchdown at the end of a winning game. You know what I mean? That keeps Carr (laughs) from being successful. If we had a halfway decent defense this year, Carr... There would be no talk of car. None. And, you know, I'm glad you brought this up on social media. I don't even look at my social media ever. I I can't look at it, and it's been a long, long time. You won't see me there. Rarely will I peep my head out. Sometimes. But the reason is it's aggravating as hell. There's a lot of There's a lot of garbage that I think is garbage and it's not real. Because if you're going to have a conversation with someone, pick up a phone or go see them. You know, typing your opinion to someone really has very little value. Um, Because it's nothing. It's just words floating out in the atmosphere. And, you know, I truly think, too, a lot of these aren't Raider fans. A lot of pretenders want to get in here and stir it up. And, you know, some people just don't get it. As far as I'm concerned, the Raider Nation has always been very hip, cool, very giving. uh, All the positives I could think of. There's a few negatives, but very few. So that's how I view the nation. I don't view them through social media because it would be ugly, quite honestly. Love that take, bro. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to you. And our next caller is the RVA Raider. What's up, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Trip, the RVA Raider, calling from Richmond, Virginia. Merry Christmas, Raider Nation. I hope you like crap, because that's what got dumped on us in that game against the fans this point in the season i just don't know if there's really a whole lot to say we've all seen how it's played out i'm sick of my friends people i know asking me about well what happened with the raiders weren't you guys six and three it's just same old same old i don't know what's got to change i honestly am feeling pretty sick of chucky and that game on Saturday night, I felt like should have gone for the touchdown at the end. You know, I mean, don't you want the other team having to drive for a touchdown rather than drive for the field goal with the way that our defense has been? Is the same thing as the week before. And 
You know, it just seems like it's basic stuff to me. I don't know why we're paying this man $100 million, and this is the end of his third season. I'm sick of all the excuses. I think he's a dinosaur of a coach. He's damn close to matching his loss record for his win record. Why is this man worth so much money? Why are we all still messing with this team after year after year after year of the same old garbage? And the only thing I could think of is that the problems come from the top down. So I'm about to the point where I'm just done with Mark Davis. Uh, I wanted the team to stay in the Davis family, but Al, Al died almost 10 freaking years ago. And we're still in the same cycle of mediocrity that we've been in since 2002. And you know what? There's only so much that a fan can take. I mean, I'm always going to be a Raiders fan, but <laughs> it might just get to the point where I just stop watching football for a while. I don't know. I mean, I, I love you, Raider Nation, and there's nothing more that, that I enjoy than meeting new Raiders fans, commiserating about what we've been through, and reminiscing about the old days. But, hey, I'm 40 years old. It seems like all we have are the old days. The Raiders have not been a winning team there in my entire adult life. And I know I'm not the only one out there who is saying that. So I'll always be a Raiders fan. But, man, I just can't keep doing the same thing year in and year out. And I don't know, man, who cares what happens next week against the donkeys? Like, yeah, I'd like to beat them, but what does it even matter? I mean, we're either going to be seven and nine or eight and eight. And that is just about as mediocre as you can get. And in this league, that seems about the worst place to be. You know, when, when you're sitting at a record of two wins and however, you know, 14 losses, at least you're going to get a good draft pick, but we're right in the middle. So shit, if you're not finishing first, you might as well be finishing last. Anyhow, Happy New Year to you, Raider Nation. I got love for each and every one of you. Raider Greg, thanks for doing this show. Raider Randy, same to you. All right, Raider Nation, I'm out. First, let me commiserate with you on the years of losses and the hot and cold, mainly cold, and the dwindling uh, win record of our team. Here's my theory on it. You're never going to stop watching games, bro. <laughs> You're never going to, like I've said before, you could hear it in a neighbor's yard, and you it's like heroin. You can't stop watching. That's what I say. So, yeah, I understand your frustration. All of what you said is very true. And we all realize that stuff. But, you know, our team, eh, we're so close, bro. We are so close. We're closer than we've been in a very long time. Since 1998 that I see. I mean, we're starting to get the pieces that can do the job. Let's just hope that someone, there's an adult in the room, that can get us back on the track with good coaching. Because I don't think it's just the head coaches. I think it's the position coaches that need a huge overhaul. 
I need they need to get some people in there and say, hey, you got a year, and then we'll see. Not not these retreads that just stand around with the whistle and get the basics done. No, you got to have some fresh, dynamic people that motivate people. You got to have motivators, and I just don't think our team has enough of that. It's our first year in Vegas too, bro. The big move. That's a big deal. Moving a team's no easy thing. Getting people settled's not the easiest thing. So next year, um, I'm hoping for a better outcome. I appreciate your call, bro, and I understand your frustration. But my brother, you are Raider Nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> well, Raider Nation, that is it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. Not trying to bum you out, just showing you the light. Because there is still light. There's still light at the end of this tunnel, man. Yes, we need a lot of great things. We need coaching. We need this. We need that. But, man, for some reason, I'm just telling you right now, I feel this is coming. I feel we got a great foothold, and we can only go up. We got some bumps in the road. Hopefully, better minds will come through. And this year's draft, with a true offseason and a true training camp, um, will change this team and make it what it truly is because I'm sure there's talent here. I just think it's untapped. And we just moved, bro. We just moved. So, you know what? The Raiders, the Raiders have a bright star, I think, still. I got a lot of, I'm pretty pissed about some things this year, but that's the way the season went. I'm not going to sugarcoat. I never have. And other another note. I hope everyone got what they wanted for Christmas. I hope that everyone has a safe and beautiful new year. Please stay safe. Be smart. Wear a frickin' mask for each other, for crying out loud, and make it so. The shots are coming. Our world should teeter back a bit here in the not-too-distant future, and I'm looking forward to it. There are brighter days, Raider Nation, and they're coming right ahead of us. They're right in front of us. I am Raider Greg, and with Raider Randy, Happy New Year, Raider Nation, and I am out.